Welcome to Elaine's Kitchen Table. I'm so honored to have you here with us today. And I am very honored to have our guest uh, with us today named Marcy Fair. And she is a mompreneur and an award-winning author. And she's a speaker and a trainer who speaks on guilt-free parenting and that work-in-life balance for overwhelmed parents and professionals. Marcy is a professional. And more than anything, she is a mom of four. And she has worked in real estate for over 20 years and her and her husband have owned several businesses and some of them which are ranked in the USA. And Marcy has founded uh, Cares for Kids, which I'll let her talk about and share with us, which has served over 18,000 children since 2005. Marcy, welcome on our show. Thank you, Elaine. Thank you so much for having me with you today. I am so honored. I have to ask you, because you have written uh, an amazing book called Tilt, Seven Solutions to Being a Guilt-Free Working Mom. What is mom guilt? Have you heard of mom guilt? What is What do you think mom guilt is? Well, every mom is going to define it very personally and differently, but essentially it's when we beat ourselves up thinking we should be doing better, doing more, being more, uh, and not allowing ourselves to make any mistakes. So it's forever feeling like we just aren't good enough. I, I think that many of our listeners may say, yeah, I've been there. <laughs> I can say I've been there. And <laughs> and I'm, I'm looking at, um, I, I love your title that you have seven solutions to being this guilt-free working mom. Can you share with our listeners who are mostly moms and women who are working, even three of your favorite strategies of your seven solutions to being to avoiding being that guilt feeling mom? Absolutely. Yeah, I would say the uh, I'll, I'll name the three and then I'll tell you just a little bit about each one. But the first one is around your dreams and goals. The second solution is around the choices you make. And if I, have, if I can only pick one more, I would say the third one I would choose to talk about would be roots and wings hmm. of my seven ideas. Uh, the first one around dreams and goals, I want to encourage parents and moms in particular that while we're helping our children strive for their goals and dreams, that we don't give up on our own. And that includes whatever you personally are striving for. If you're working in the home or working out of the home, if it's uh, professional goals, if it's uh, certain dreams you have for your lifetime to run a marathon or whatever it might be for you, I believe that by our continuing to have our own personal goals for ourselves and pursuing those, we are setting the greatest leadership example we can set for our children. So rather than feeling guilty about pursuing your goals and dreams, I think you should be very proud of doing that because you're helping your children learn from what the model and the behavior you are doing yourself. So that's the first one. I really appreciate that because I think sometimes uh, we can fall into the I need to give up my dreams and goals for my children's sake, but I, I love how you you uh, view that as, no, don't give it up because your children are watching. They are watching and you are their role model. And if you pursue your dream, they 
they will learn so much from seeing that. Yes, I, I really believe it's just a completely different way of looking at it. And I really like to encourage moms to look at it this way. The second solution I would share would be around choices. And, you know, we all make choices every day, all day long. And those choices that we make, make, create our lives. Uh, I call that chapter in my book, Leverage or Let Go. Dirty shorts can be worn twice sometimes <laughs> because we're making choices. I've had, you know, children come in the laundry room, which is my, you know, quote unquote home office. And they come in there at 11 o'clock at night and say, Mom, you know, I've got to wear these shorts tomorrow. That's the only thing I can wear. And they're dirty and they want me to wash them. And at that point in the night, I'm making it an hour-long choice. Am I going to stay up and wash another pair of shorts or, or go to sleep? And uh, personally, I, I would tell my child to go back to bed. And then I just kind of you know, whip the shorts out and hang them up and I go to bed. So it's a choice I make. And I make a lot of those choices along the way around only focusing and doing the things that really matter to me and our family and letting go of the rest. I, I, I appreciate that point. That is a hard one for many women to, to face, like letting it go, like just focus on the bigger picture because we can feel very overwhelmed by all the small little things that come our way and pile up. And I, did you say that the title of that chapter was You Can Wear Dirty Shorts Twice? <laughs> I called that chapter Leverage or Let Go. Dirty shorts can be worn twice sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That might be the first chapter to read. <laughs> I know. Yeah, well, parenting's humorous, as you know yourself. I think and that so has to be the survival mechanism that uh, we each have is having a good sense of humor. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's the only way to get through it all. Yes. Then I'd say the third idea, again, if I'm sharing just three of them, I would talk about roots and wings. And that's my sixth chapter. And that's around um, how much are we doing for our children? And I really believe that the less we do for them, the more we help them grow and develop. And there's a lot of parents right now who feel that, uh, my theory is they're feeling this way out of guilt, that they need to do a lot for their children, from packing their lunch bags to doing their laundry when they're older to um, helping them with their homework. And there's different levels of that, and it's always age-specific. But you would be shocked how much I don't do for my children and how empowered my children are. And particularly, it's really shown up in my older kids um, as they've gone off to college. And they're, they're really managing and handling their lives. As soon as they could drive, I had them go to take themselves to their doctor's appointments and fill in their own health forms and go take their cars in for their own repairs and go to their teachers when they're having a problem with a grade or go to their coach when they're not playing and they want to play more. I, I could go on and on. So uh, giving wings to our children, in fact, also gives wings to ourselves. Mm-hmm. I, 
I think that should be a poster. <laughs> <laughs> it probably is. <laughs> but that is so true because I, as a, a classroom teacher, I, I always try to advocate to parents that their children are so capable and let, yes. let them show you what they can do. They are amazing, amazing little people who are just so capable. And, and I agree, giving them that responsibility teaches them a, a, whole, a whole basket of things from self-respect to, to independence. And, and when they learn that self-respect, they understand how awful it is to disrespect somebody else, I, I believe. And, but I, I love that when you give them wings, you're not only freeing them up, but you're freeing yourself up because that's like one less thing you have to do. And, uh, and I'm always so proud of my kids when I watch them clean the bathroom and they're six to 12 years old. And, and you know, you have to learn to let go and it might not be done the way we want it to be done, <laughs> but they're doing it and I'm so proud of them. I agree. And it is so empowering for them. It really is. I, I completely agree. So I have to ask you, as a very successful businesswoman and a wonderful mom, what's the best lesson that you have learned, whether it's from a mentor or from your own journey, that makes you who you are today, Marcy? Well, there are a lot of examples I could give you. If I have to choose one right now, I would say... I like the quote that life is a journey, not a destination, because often we put um, such pressure on ourselves that you know we should have everything all together um, and be so perfect and, and not mess up and not miss an email or not make a mistake on a project or uh, not forget their child needs to take their coat to school with them on a cold day. I've, I've driven up to school before, Elaine, and this happened last school year, and my 13-year-old, my as we pulled up to the curb, and we're about 45 minutes away from their school, and I pulled up to the curb, and she said, oh my gosh, Mom, I forgot my shoes at home. And I had to sit there and make a really, really hard decision because... I couldn't go back home. I had was on my way to meetings, etc. And this this little girl is she's a great little kid. She's very responsible. She's never done this. She gets great grades in school. But I had to tell her that um, I'm sorry. You've got to go to school now, and you've got to figure that out. She was crushed. I was crushed to have to do it as a mom. But ultimately, guess what? She figured it out and. When I picked her up at school later that day, she had a pair of shoes on. So bottom line is so many of the things that we, we worry about and get concerned about that don't go just right, um, it's all part of, of our journey. It's all part of the process. And rather than being um, frustrated that we're not at a certain place in our life, a certain destination, um, my understanding that there was going to be a process that was going to go through different seasons as my children grew and that um, it was going to be an ongoing process and never this culmination of this perfect point. And that, that really was significant for me. 
And um, as I developed my ideas around parenting and, and my life journey and what I wanted to accomplish. And I, I appreciate that. I, I really like that viewpoint of seeing that it is a journey and, and that you just keep going, you will get there. And wherever there will be, it's, it's going to be fun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guess absolutely. And it will evolve. <laughs> That's right. And I, I think with each child is a different journey, too. <laughs> yes, that's absolutely right. Now I have to ask about your habits of success. Now, do you have a habit, whether it's one habit or two or three, that helps you to just maintain that success in your business or in parenting? And because it is quite a juggle. I know some people don't like to hear the word balance and and. And I don't know what your viewpoint is on on balance, but whether it's just survival or if you want to call it success, what is that habit or habits that you do that you can share with our listeners? Well, I would say, first of all, um, I don't really believe in balance. And uh, what that's what that goes back to the title of the book, Tilt. Yes. The tilt <laughs> is reference to the seesaw that we're all on. And we feel like we should be perfectly balanced, but in fact, we never can be. So I teach parents how to successfully tilt back and forth between their work life and their parenting life. But my best habit, um, and I will tell you one of my favorite quotes around that that's in the book, is balance is impossible, memories are better. Hmm. So I teach parents how to create memories that matter. My, my best habit for success is I am a I'm a planner and a goal setter and I can give you example after example in my life of uh, we, my husband and I started out with uh, what I call negative nothing we had uh, my student loan debt and that was and, and grandparents old cars and, and just absolutely nothing and um, but we've built a life that we dreamed of, you know, 20, 30 years ago, because we were willing to have dreams, we were willing to set goals, and then take action on them. So I have goals, and it's in my chapter one, where I encourage parents to dream uh, for themselves. I have six goal categories that to have a whole life, as I call it. So you're you're taking care of your health, you're taking care of your relationships, you're taking care of your spiritual life. So I have six, six areas I have goals in, and I have one really, really important goal in each of those categories. So I write them, I read them regularly, pretty much every day or every couple days, and then I take action on them. So if you want to know one, my, my most important habit of success, regardless of what part of your life you're talking about, that has been had amazing, amazing results, it would be goal setting, writing them, reading them, and taking action on them. And that is a great one. It is amazing to have goals and to dream, but to, to take action, that's, that's the one where you have to leap and, and leap in with both feet, I think is very important when you take action. Yeah, and the action doesn't have to be overwhelming or scary. It can be very simple. Um, and a lot of times that's how you build up your courage to get to the bigger steps that will make a dream come true. So uh, you can take a baby step, and a baby step, that's what I do mostly. Uh, it'll be making a phone call. 
it'll be sending an email, um, a baby step, like if someone dreamed about um, having a boat, uh, you can go to a boat show for free, or you can order a pamphlet um, about boats online. Uh, there's all kinds of ways you can start to investigate your goals and dreams in baby steps. That's right. Absolutely. And sometimes that jumping in means actually hitting the button to hit send. <laughs> yes, I've said that before. I agree completely. And and it is scary sometimes just to push that button, but you do it, and then you're, you'll be so proud that you did it. Exactly, and, and, then, and then that gives you the courage to take the next step. It, that is so true, and you know, and, and I, I'm one of those moms who is very open with my children, and I, I tell them the risks that I'm taking, knowing that I can succeed or not succeed, and but I want them to see that because I. I want them to see that mom, mommy's taking some risks and and the reason why I'm doing it. And it's okay if it doesn't work out. And if it does work out, it's so awesome. And and they go through those emotions with me. And it's and I I know that they appreciate it because they are just as excited or as empathetic as as their little people can be. And I just so appreciate them because of that. But I have to ask you, since I am the Easy Daisies lady, the creator of visual daily routines for ch mostly children, can you tell us about that very important routine that is probably the most important routine is the morning routine? Can, what is the first five things that you do each morning, Marcy? I, uh, I read. So I'm always reading a book that helps me grow and develop. And it's, it's a health, it might be a health book. It's a lot of times a business leadership book, but I always read for 15 minutes. I'd love to have more time, but <laughs> I'm to doing a lot of things. So, but I read for 15 minutes. Then I will uh, do research for 15 minutes in an area that I'm wanting to, um, that I'm working on usually professionally. So whether it's, um, you know, around where our businesses are real estate related. So whether I'm, you know, looking into new real estate or uh, writing my books, uh, maybe I'm researching how to get them on the Kindle. Uh, you know, whatever I'm, wherever I'm headed with goals and dreams, what, what research do I need to do to develop something? So um, that's the second thing. Uh, the third thing is I exercise. Now, this changes throughout the year because depending on where I have to get the kids and at what time. So uh, I may or may not be, get time to do that at the beginning of the day. But given the choice, then the third thing is I exercise. And then um, the fourth thing is I review my goals. And this, it, this fluctuates. It also, I don't read all six every day. I'll read one and move it out a couple days or move it out a week, depending on what the subject is. Uh, so I'm planning or reading my goals. Um, I usually actually plan the night before. So my next day is completely planned when I wake up. And that way I get up and I'm, I'm productive and, and effective with my time. And uh, then the fifth thing is usually driving kids around somewhere trying to get to work. <laughs> Yes, those kids. 
are the kids. I understand that. I have to ask you about your goals. Do you add on to your goals daily or are they goals that are are the big picture goals and you try to accomplish them and then and then check them off when they're done? That's a, that's a great question. I have both. So I'm kind of a goal dork, Elaine. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, but I have both. So I have to know the big picture because otherwise, if, you know, it's like Zig Ziglar said, you walk out into a field if there isn't, with a bow and arrow, if there isn't a target somewhere, you have no idea where to aim. So I always have my big picture goals um, of where I'm headed, and it, that can be a year out, could be five, ten years out. Then I have the small goals. You know, here's what I need to do this week or month or quarter, depending on which, which one you're, of the six, which area we're talking about. So uh, I think it's really important that when you do accomplish a goal, big or small, that you celebrate. And the celebrations can be, you know, go get, get an ice cream, go um, get yourself a new pair of shoes, go have lunch with your husband or, or a friend, you know. Do, do something to recognize along the way that you're moving in the right direction. Thank you. I have to throw in this question. I mean, we've talked about being having mom guilt with our children. Does anyone ever ask you about uh, spouse guilt? Like you feel like you've ignored your husband, or, 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 or anything like that? Like husband guilt? Yeah, it's a big issue, and you know, it's you know, unfortunately, a lot of. Um, Couples are, you know, struggling with all the responsibilities and et cetera. And I'll tell you that it, here's the way I look at it. I feel like my husband is my boyfriend. And I've never changed that view. Because when you look at your husband as a boyfriend versus a husband, you treat that relationship very differently. It's not an assumed relationship. It's, it's a gift. It's one you want to keep earning. And so my husband and I have been together for 31 years now and uh, married for 27. And I always look at him as my boyfriend. So I'm putting my best foot forward. I'm, 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 you know, they say when you get in the airplane, you got to put the gas mask on yourself first, right? The oxygen. And that's not my natural inclination, but I do believe to have a, a, a healthy family, um, and emotional health and everything. You put your gas mask on yourself and then you be sure it's on your spouse mm-hmm. and, and then, the, and then the kids, because I believe we're modeling behavior for our kids. And if they see that we care for each, how we care for each other, that we tell each other, we love each other, that we hug and connect and talk and work through the challenges that life brings and resolve problems and resolve differences and, and issues. Um, and we're modeling behavior that they're going to need when they're adults. Marcy, so, I, I really appreciate everything you just said. That's actually the first time I ever heard um, someone say it like that to to view your your relationship with your husband as more as a boyfriend than as a your husband because then you you see it as the gift that it is that you and, and to quote you that you said 
that you want to keep earning and I think that's very a very valuable comment and I will be for sure sharing that and what's funny is following this podcast is um, I often do mom circles where we have a discussion on a podcast and the topic actually will be mom guilt and pretty much all of your points will come up (laughs) and and I'm going to be honored to share them including including the boyfriend thing (laughs) (laughs) we can't leave him out (laughs) no I I love that and it's it's kind of cute um my uh, congratulations on 31 years of being together and 27 being married you said yes yeah congratulations my husband and I are at 13 years and uh, and it's very very funny how if I don't expect to see him and I see him all of a sudden I get these butterflies in my tummy like like we're dating and I'm so excited to see him and it's a weird bizarre thing but I love that I still get those butterflies when I see him and um, I think he I think he likes that too (laughs) That's wonderful. Good for you. That's that is fabulous. Thank you. I'm gonna do some uh, a lightning run of questions right now. So you're just gonna tell me the first answer that comes to your mind. Are you ready? Okay. Okay. What is your favorite food? Not Brussels sprouts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, tiramisu. Oh, good choice. <laughs> Best book you ever read. Success Principles by Jack Canfield. Ah, I had the honor of meeting him. He's brilliant. Yeah, cool. That's great. What a great experience for you. What was the worst movie you ever saw? Oh, I I don't remember movie titles very well. Anything where they're trying way too hard to be funny and they're not. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, dear. Favorite movie? Favorite movie? Oh, I have a lot. I like Princess Bride. Oh, yes. Um, I like movies that make me laugh. Oh, excellent. Favorite guilty pleasure? Time Alone. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully it's more than just standing in the shower like I do. (laughs) Right, I know. And your favorite We Care for Kids story? Mm Hmm. Wow, there's a lot of those. Um, some, the latest thing we're doing right now that I'm very excited about, we do several events throughout the year, and right now we are donating buddy benches to elementary schools. And it's a leadership idea, a friendship idea, but a buddy bench goes out into their playground and the children paint it in the school and it is a friendship piece for any child who's out there who's lonely or really wants someone to play with they can go sit on the buddy bench and it's a signal to other children who are either also out there feeling the same way or uh, kids from leadership councils or athletes a sign for them to go over and reach out to that child and help that child have someone to play with and feel involved So there's a lot of life lessons in the Buddy Bench. And um, we started out this year, we were going to donate nine. And now we're up to donating 19. 
uh, to schools all around um, where we live. And in addition to many other things, we're about to donate almost 2,000 uh, loaded book bags for back to school in the next two weeks as well. So I have a lot of Cares for Kids stories, actually. Oh, I, I love the buddy bench. I love all that you do. But as a classroom teacher for many, many years, I I think that's invaluable how to the lessons that the whole school would learn from having a buddy bench. Thank you so much for doing that. What an excellent leadership opportunity for children to take and and to learn empathy and inclusion and that everybody is different and that's okay and let's all get along. I love those lessons. Thank you. Yeah. Now I have to ask if people want to find you and I'm sure they will because you are amazing and very inspiring, Marcy. Where could people find you? I'm online, of course, uh, and my name, my website is my name, Marcy Fair, M-A-R-C-I, F is in Frank, A-I-R, MarcyFair.com, and then through there, they can get, uh, they'll see uh, my books, uh, The Tilt, Seven Solutions to Be a Guilt-Free Working Mom, as well as a book series I'm doing with my 11-year-old daughter about her favorite stuffed animals. They're going on all kinds of adventures together, and we launched two earlier this year, and they're both hit the Amazon bestseller list. They're winning awards, and we're going to launch the third one for Back to School. Um, but all of those things and ways to connect with me are on my website. That is wonderful, and I would love to have you on again and just see you to talk about writing books with your daughter. Oh, sure. (laughs) Marcy, I'm honored and I know that our listeners have been inspired and and thank you for contributing as you do to to all of us and not just uh, in your own community. Right now you have just inspired every single person who's heard you share today. So thank you very much for inspiring us. Well, Elaine, thank you for all that you're doing to help Uh, parents and moms working in and out of the home as well and congratulations to you for being mompreneur of the year what an honor and I'm just grateful that you would include me in helping your audience as they go through their own parenting journeys so thank you very much thank you Marcy I love to hear your comments and feedback, so please do tell me what you want to hear about. You can find me on Twitter at Chat with Elaine or on Facebook at Elaine's Kitchen Table or at www.elaineskitchentable.com. And I would so appreciate it if you took a moment to rate my podcast on iTunes and be so thrilled if you would like to subscribe to my podcast and feel free to leave a comment there too. I am truly honored that you tuned in today. And I hope that you got inspired in the business of life. Thank you so much.